Hello and welcome back to Pint of You podcast, the podcast where three friends, myself, Ben and Chris, chat about current events and what's going on in day-to-day life in a pub-style format. Each week we'll be going over what's going on in the world and what we're drinking that week. So how are we all doing today, guys? Bored. Uh, obviously, the week of lockdown is... Uh, been fun for everyone. <laughs> what about you, Chris? Um, to be fair, it's my it's still my normal weekend, so I'm actually had a really chill day. Everyone's saying they're bored, but I'm actually um been pretty relaxed. Had a got up at six thirty a.m. You know, yeah, what? Well, just everyone knows we're recording this podcast on a Saturday, so uh, well Saturday night now. I personally shut my office on Tuesday of this week, so I've been working from home the rest of the week. Chris, you've been working, haven't you? Yep, working Monday to Friday. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I've been off since I went to work on Monday and then since Tuesday I've been off. But, I mean, I don't know about you guys, like today I woke up and I thought it was Friday. I don't know why. Yeah, it's really weird. I lost track of the days. I I had to turn my missus and was like, like, what day is it today? Yeah, it's like like Christmas. Yeah. It's like like going back to school. It's like a really shit Christmas, but your family are definitely not allowed to come around. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a strange scenario, but yeah, literally been like stuck at home all week, um, just like working. Working from home is a really weird thing because you're literally like sitting there cracking on with some work. Next minute, like, oh, go and have a bit of lunch, a cup of tea, whatever. It's, I just find it really difficult to focus. I think that's the hardest thing. I've, have you I've managed, found Have me. you managed to actually do quite a bit of work then, or have you like procrastinated? Yeah, play, I mean, play, play, obviously. Obviously, it's difficult for a lot of businesses at the, at the minute because of, you know, a lot of their work has been for 95% of businesses. It's kind of hit a brick wall um, on work at the minute. So it's a lot of actually yeah. trying to market yourself and adapt um, rather than actually going, there's X amount of work to do. Um, so it does make it a bit trickier, yeah. um, but it's all a bit un- of uncertainty, really. But, yeah. Well, I mean, Obviously that's use- what... Yeah, I was going to say that's what that's what I've I've I found really because I, I mean I've I've taken this week off and next week off as part as like, I think my company's done it as self isolation, um, but basically where my missus is high risk because of she mm. uh, suffers from asthma. Mm. So I, like for me, I was there's no chance mm. I don't want to risk bringing that home and no. having having her catch it. And uh, as of that, my so my company's put me down as self isolation. Uh, but I was hoping in the because I work I work in the construction industry for intents and purposes, not on necessarily construction sites all the time. But it it's classed as construction industry. Mm. What I do, it's like maintenance work, and um, yeah. So I was hoping after the announcement on Monday uh, of the lockdown that I would be getting be able to get furloughed. But unfortunately, where the construction industry isn't actually shut down at the moment, I'm having to go on. Statutory sick, which isn't yeah. ideal, that's for sure. Well, um, the pay isn't, no. 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 £94, £94 a week, yeah, a week. which is, I mean, even if you're on minimum wage, that's still a pittance, really, which is pretty shocking. I mean, I think we've got one of the lowest minimum wages in Europe, um, which is pretty shocking, really, considering we're a very well-developed country. Yeah, so. yeah I mean, well, I was... 
that was a post going around on Facebook. Uh, not always sure what yeah. you should believe or not. Uh, but there was a picture of all of with all of the uh, different people, different countries, statutory sick pay, and we were yeah, at the fucking yeah, bottom yeah, of the yeah, list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's uh, no surprise. No, I mean but, that's um, the thing. I mean, I had, I've got I had to, like today, like yesterday, even sorry, I had to make the difficult choice really of like whether or not I could, because technically I could turn around and say like I could come back to work next week as like neither of us got any symptoms and stuff, and I could I could in theory say it was a seven day isolation instead of fourteen. Yeah, but, yeah. So you get uh, the statutory yeah. sick. Yeah, so I'd get the statutory sick for one week and then can go back to work. But the thing is, for me, I'd rather take the statutory sick at the moment, but then risk bringing it back. Yeah, of course. Um, and and doing that because ultimately, although it ain't ideal for me, it's it's like yeah, it's health over money, and well, health is going to win that. Yeah, health wins. Yeah, of course. Yeah. After, I mean, I've just got a hope now yeah, that construction and do shut down in the next week. That's my hope, anyway. Do you think it will? I don't know. It's a chance because a lot of the lot of the building suppliers are, are shutting down, so mm. I don't see how the industry is going to crack on when they can't get materials. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. it's, but they still see them as essential workers. Yeah, and there are some like sites that will need to. But I mean, like, because my job isn't uh, essential part of building works. Like for intense purposes, like I'm, I'm. I wouldn't say I'm not, I'm not an electrician, but I'm a, I'm sort of down that road of works, and uh, yeah. So where it's not essential works to get done for like health and safety reasons and stuff, I'm sort of hoping that mm. even the sites that do have to stay open, they turn around to those lesser like to, to the those like non-essential trades and go, yeah, you're not coming on site, you're not needed. Yeah, 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 yeah. but. Makes sense. Well, that's it. That's it the problem. It just it makes sense, and it's just that we need people to have a bit of that, really. Which a lot of people at the moment don't seem to have much common sense about it. But no, I think the issue is that uh, obviously what's happened don't really at the understand. minute, and and it was announced this week uh, about the support that the self-employed would get finally, um, but they won't be getting any money until June anyway. So the issue with that yeah, is, yeah. is a, a lot of self-employed people that, uh, you know, they, they can possibly get a bit of universal credit or uh, employment support allowance without any money coming in, in the short term. It's going to be really difficult for them. Self-employed are getting fucked. Yeah, I mean, yeah so obviously the, the self-employed have not had the, uh, the best hand from it because, you know, it's only if, you, if you've started in self-employment since um, the 6th of April last year, you, you, they've already said you're not going to be qualifiable for anything. You're only going to get the universal yeah, credit. Yeah, that's pretty harsh. I mean... I've... In my work, everyone's going on all about this bloody 80% thing. And it seems like everyone thinks, well, if people are at home and they're, they don't, they're getting 80%, then they can basically... They'll be like, oh, I'm ill. I'm going to get this 80%. And it's like, no, you won't, mate. You're going to get £94 a week. Like, you aren't, you're ill. We're not closed. If we close, then maybe you'll get 8%. There's a lot of, um, well, people don't really know what's going on. Yeah. They need to be explained it further and further. And it's just people at work, we're losing, like, I think we lost like 10 people because apparently they're, they're ill. But it's not because it's just the fact that they think they're, going to get 80% of their work. Really, they're going to be in for a shock. Because I think this is what this they is what the issue is. That I, I think there's been a... People have saying, oh, I can get 80% of my wages. 
and there's been a bit of cross wires. Doing yeah, nothing. They're, they're thinking that oh, if I go off sick, I'll get eighty percent. It's actually not. It's it's the reason the government have bought in the eighty percent is it's a mechanism to to keep um, employers yes yeah, for employers to actually keep on staff without firing them. So actually. If yeah, you've yeah, been yeah. put on the furloughed 80%, it actually means that you would have been let go by you your company. Your it's only for the fact that the government's <laughs> given you support, the fact that you, you can actually stay on and be employed still. So, absolutely, yeah, it's, um, it's probably not something you want to be aiming for because it means you, even at the end of it, the end of the 80% period, you may still lose your job. So exactly, yeah. You know, it's it's definitely not a situation you want to be in, um, and it's not down to the employee to decide whether you get furloughed anyway. Um, it's just completely down to the employer. So yeah, yeah. It, it, it is a hard thing though, because I mean, like I say, where I'm in the construction side of it, we like the one of the biggest issues for us is is how vague the government's been on like essential works, like in, in essence, because. Like like you said earlier about Stuart, like with the, the construction industry, like a lot of the sites are being kept open potentially just due to health and safety reasons. Where like there's like for whatever reason, like certain things can't be left in certain ways because it will just be a hazard if just left in that way. And uh, as a result of that, the, the open. But that's the thing within the construction industry, you've got so many different trades. Like you've got like aircon engineers, yeah. you've got fire engineers, you've got Obviously, your electricians, your plumbers, your stuff like that, your painters. Like, I was like, it's one of those things like painting a decorator, that's not an essential trade to make sure everything's all good and like safe. Whereas, well, it's like the sports direct, wasn't it? They were like, oh, we're essential workers. What? Because people need their fucking sweatpants. No, yeah, exactly. I think he tried to argue the case that, uh, yeah, people need to stay fit and healthy for their. Um, like mental well-being, so they need us. I mean, you don't need to go and buy new equipment to stay fit and healthy for your mental well-being, do you? Exactly. No, not but really. That's the thing. Like, with, like with the construction side of it, like you paint, like I say, your paint decorators—they're not essential. But your fire engineers, yeah, they're probably quite essential because, like, the last thing you need is a, a fire breaking out on a site because the alarm system wasn't working properly. The question yeah, I put to you though is it. Should they be allowed to finish the site work and complete it, and then they're fine, or is it a matter of just getting it to a stage where the site is then safe? I, I've, I'd say I think yeah, just getting it. it to a stage where it's safe for me. Like it is, uh, it's one of those bits where, where because I'm one of those trades that isn't essential to make the site safe. Like one of my my trade is is purely there for like an additional like additional stuff for the end client. So, mm. like, I'm not a a main utility that needs to be done to make this make sure that the site's like in a safe order and stuff. Whereas, like, say, like fire engineer, yeah, like even on that side, even if you get the site to the point where it's safe and you can go right, let's walk away, it's safe. That fire alarm still needs its maintenance. Like, so mm. the fire engineers, they're oh, yeah. always going to have to like they're they're, they're going to have to crack on still because they're going to need to make sure that those alarms are safe. And those alarms are working. Whereas, like your plumbers, they can go, "Oh, do you know what? No one's living here. We'll turn off the water at the valve at this point, so there's no water in the building. Um, but we've made sure that all the stuff around there is safe and done and dusted, so there's no risk of like overpressure in the pipes and having pipes burst and stuff like that. And then you can go, right, that's all done. Happy days. Close site. 
Yeah. So. The question is, obviously, a lot of these um, construction workers are self-employed um, and they've got, yeah, they've got the bills to pay and they're probably going to kick up a fuss at the fact of... I got bills. <laughs> <laughs> Singing rendition. <laughs> right, she's got copyright straight. <laughs> Just make it I a mean, bit lighter. I mean, movie, I don't yeah. think they can possibly uh, reference that to the actual song. It was so far away. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't see me on X Factor. Definitely afraid. not. No, um, no, don't fancy that. <laughs> no. Um, I thought Plate Your Oster, I was going there. Uh, self employed. Yeah, oh, fucked. yeah, yeah. Self yeah, so self employed people that obviously have got bills to pay down. Please don't sing a song again. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> that they're going to want to work. Um, and I think that's the issue that. If they the shot the site shut down, then they're still going to kick off and go. Well, I need to earn a wage. Um, Absolutely, I think that's why most of the other shops were remaining. I, I think anyway. the, issue, the issue is the government have said if you can't work from home, you can go to work. So yeah, yeah. actually, the but fact of whether it's said, essential, said... essential or not is kind of irrelevant. Yeah, but they've said they've said like, oh yeah, if you can't work from home, you can go to work. But then they've reduced all the train services down to all these people that work in London and go, do you know what? We're going to reduce the train service down to try and um, encourage people to work from home. Like if we make the journey harder or like if there's because there's not enough workers or they're trying to reduce it to keep the, the, the tube, like the guys that work at the station safe. But then they go yeah, yeah. Like all in a way to try and stop the spread. But then they're reducing the service down. So the 200 people that would take the same train line to get into work one day have only got, instead of the, like the regular 15 trains that would take them, are now down to four trains. And Yeah, Sophie was out. saying, she was saying that basically it's still, when she was getting off and on the train, when she still has to go into work, it was still... Yeah, packed. because although the thing is, if you, even if they've reduced the amount of people getting on the train by half, they've reduced the train service by half. So that it's basically effect, net effect is nothing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a bit. Of, I think you, you, yeah, it's, it's a, a catch tricky situation. Really. I mean, I think you either have to go one or two ways. You either completely close it down, and you go to real bare essentials, or you're kind of. We're kind of in sort of a semi-lockdown where it's like, right, you really you shouldn't go out unless you have to. But actually, if you need to, if you need but to earn some money and you can't do any work from home, then actually, yeah, you can still go and work and it's all right. But we're going to make it difficult for you. Oh, sorry, but it's like it's just a typical British way of doing things, isn't it? Let's not let's not make a hard decision on whether to lock down or not. Let's yeah. just go halfway. Let's go somewhere in the middle and try to keep everybody it is, happy. It's literally in the middle. Nobody happy. No, it is it is sort of bang down the middle. I mean, where do you, where do you think? You know, when's it? When are we going to have at the peak of this and kind of be looking to come out the back end? Yeah, who knows? Really? I, mean, I don't know. I, I think. I think. We're, we're looking at a potential lockdown, I would say, for at least another four weeks. On top of where we are now, so that would be yeah. five weeks in total. At, at least. Well, Italy went into lockdown before us, and they're yeah. still in it. Yeah. I, I mean, mean that, at, it, at least. And was it Wu Tang? It does beg out. the question as well, though. Obviously, a lot of people have had their holidays cancelled. What about people that are looking to, to book holidays? Should they be booking them for this summer? Uh, yeah, see, me and Sophie, another thing is we're looking at booking cheap flights because it's like, well, who doesn't love a cheap holiday? Um, and it's like, at what point do you go, oh, we'll risk putting 
so much money down for a flight that might not even exist. Yeah, when exactly. It's all yeah, because you don't know who's gonna, which companies are gonna survive it. You're not gonna know which operators are gonna survive it. You don't know when people are gonna open their borders yeah. up again. It's it's, re- it's it's very similar to it's, it's sort of viewers looking at investing in the stock market. You go, oh right, they well, it's had massive losses. Now's the time to buy stocks because it's you know it's going to go up. Yeah. But actually, if you just bought in at the midpoint and they've got a lot more lot lot further to fall, it's the same thing yeah. for buying flights. I mean, oh, you might want to give people some context on who Sophie is. Is it your dog, Sophie, my girlfriend? <laughs> <laughs> Bastard. <laughs> She'll she'll hear this and then, uh, so then she'll uh, she'll beat you up. I reckon. <laughs> just called her. Just called her a dog. I'll I'll be there. Know that. <laughs> I think she'll take no, it. Well. You shouldn't say anything, Chris. You shouldn't say anything. You should know, it'd be a nice surprise. <laughs> All right, I'll leave it. I'll leave it until. Do you want, she do you want to defend her? <laughs> well, she's not a dog. <laughs> she's my lovely girlfriend. <laughs> Great That's thing enough. is, with the power of editing, I can change that to Chris saying, She's a dog. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh, World War, if you didn't think World War Three would start, it will start after that. <laughs> oh, that. Oh, that's epic. Yeah. Well, going on the holiday thing. Yeah, cool. Um, like my dad and uh, my stepmom, they had uh, a holiday booked for a month, right? They were going to go away for a month in. Um, Sort of June, July. Like they got rock. some wedge. Well, what they what they've done is is they booked they booked a like a villa for a, like rent basically just like for the month. So they rented a villa for the month. And what they did is they turned around to all the friends and family and was like, "Look, we've got the villa for the month. We've got like extra couple of bedrooms. Like, if you want to come and have a weekend away or a holiday, like a week holiday, like book your flights and you like work out how you're going to get here." Other than that, your accommodation's obviously free. Yeah. Now, obviously, that's been Sounds that's awful. been cancelled now. Now, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I was invited, and we I, I, we were in the process of getting passports sorted out for for my son and uh, my missus. My missus had to Nathan. Yeah, Nathan, yeah. Nathan. Uh, to um, my missus to get it, um, her passport renewed. Um, and I'm, do you know what? I'm so thankful that we were struggling to get the passport photo for my son. Because <laughs> I tell you now, getting the passport photo for a one-year-old is bloody difficult. It is a lot harder than what is you'd it? expect. Because uh, the cool. rules are pretty much the exact same, minus a couple of little bits, for like, a, a, like an adult to a one-year-old. And it is impossible <laughs> to get a one-year-old to sit still for long enough to get that damn photo. And if you go to those booths yeah. where you have to like sit on the chair, mm. put like your money in and get the photo taken, like that you know where you get the actual passport photo. Yeah. I mean try getting Stuart to that sit is, down it's for tough. Like 10 I, I struggle yeah. to concentrate. I mean, if there's anything shiny. In in those booths though <laughs> in those booths though, the chair raises up, right? Doesn't raise up high enough for a one year old to sit on. So I was I was in the I had to go in one of these booths with my son sitting on my bicep. Trying oh, to damn, it's the gun show. Yeah, trying to wait for my own son to be high enough to get his head in the bloody picture. And it absolutely impossible. God, that must have hurt you a lot, wasn't it? Well, it weren't a fun fun ten minutes. <laughs> but anyway, my point of that was was that yeah, but thankfully due to that, we didn't book anything to go uh, on holiday with my dad and my stepmom. 
but oh. my sisters did, and I know that they have family friends yeah, and stuff that did, and like they've they've all well, it's all been cancelled now. But I don't know whether they're able to claim that for the insurance or yes. what, uh, what it's all about. Yes, about. it's all shit. So our our uh, fucking hell, I forgot what this podcast is called now. Point of view. Point, point of, of view. view. Just like, just like my lovely pint of Thatcher's haze, oh. cloudy Somerset cider. Plug. <laughs> it's one of them things that um, that Ben doesn't know what it is. It's cider that. Oh, what's that dirty, dirty sparkling stuff you're drinking? <laughs> well, I mean, I cider, cider is like uh, it's, it's what the people in Somerset drink, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's where I am, mate. Down, I mean, down in Somerset. I mean. There's probably there are there are some very that's offensive. Well, there's, there's, there's some offensive things we can say about Dorset, but what's that, mate? I wouldn't dare. I wouldn't dare alienate anyone that potentially would listen to this podcast. We've got to take any 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 listeners that we can get at this point. Yes. So, just anyone, please don't leave me. A <laughs> point of view advice: Don't book a holiday yet. And you heard you no, heard it here wait. first. Wait. I'd say wait unless you're booking it at least a year in yeah. advance. If anyone is listening to this that is uh, is thinking about booking a holiday, uh, drop us a message and let us know if you're going to book now or you're going to hold off on all of our channels. And where you're going to go? So then, you know, yeah, maybe you come along you know, with us. Destination. Maybe you maybe want to go to Wu Tang. Wu Tang. The Wu Tang Clan, and they're a band. Ain't that the place that... Wuhan. Wuhan, isn't it? It's all happened. Wuhan. Yeah. Right. Should we move on to something else? Yeah. So I read this week that in the non-league football pyramid, I believe it's from step six. I know. You can read. Well, it was mainly big pictures, so that helps. It's been a big week for me. It's been a big week. He's learned to read. It's been a big week for all of us. I mean, I had to go all the big words, but we got there in the end. <laughs> Don't worry, you've learned to read and you learned the name of your own podcast. Yes, and we're all learning. View of a point. Wait, what? <laughs> point of this. Um, yeah, so they, uh, the FA have now said that all, um, I believe all non-league football um, and women's football and all grassroots football um, has been cancelled. The rest of the season has been ended. Yeah. Um yeah, I've seen that. Which is obviously some controversy. I mean, the non-league pyramid has been voided and the results have been expulged. Expulged. Um, but I... Null and void. Yeah, null and void, effectively, yeah. Um, I think it's the same for the women's football. Um, grassroots, um, as I run a team uh, at a Sunday League level, um, and I'm on the league committee, um, they've said that it's down to the individual leagues to decide what happens with promotion and relegation and everything else. So, um, so what, what is happening with the old well, project? Uh, it's all a bit sort of up in the air at the minute. I mean, we've not played um, for the best part of about three months. Obviously, at the start of this year, we've had a lot of bad weather, um, which has caused a lot of fixtures to be called off. Um, yeah, and that coupled with what's, I mean, that- what's happened with coronavirus and everything else I mean we've not really played much this year at all I think we've played a handful of about maybe three or four games since the turn of the year yeah, yeah if, if that, that really. so 
It's been a real struggle. The unofficial, the unofficial cameraman has yeah. been out of a job since. Yeah, it's uh, true. Since Sophie December. Walker, please. I, no. I can I can hear a howl. No. I can hear a howl. My YouTube channel is. My, my YouTube channel is just got one video. <laughs> yeah. So um, for the for the uh, the purpose of the podcast listeners, uh, Ben is not really a football fan. Um, he yeah. prefers the the people that used to play football that sat on the ball and it's now egg shaped. Um. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Are you serious? You wanted some rugby players now to be angry? Yeah. Um, if, if there's one group of people that I wouldn't want to annoy, no, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, you annoy you. You've basically ruined vegans last week. So I mean, they're they're going to they, come. Yeah, they're, they're absolutely. I didn't ruin vegans. What do you vegan. mean I ruined vegan? I just, out- I just, I, you, I, you I outed me. you as a vegan. You, <laughs> you, you was a closeted vegan, and I just, I, I, I helped you like come out. Uh, I was, I was leaving it for a bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, the episode vegans. Why are they vegan? Uh, yeah, I mean, we could literally get a an episode just questions for vegans, like why. Um, that would be great. And we could just grill Chris. I mean, you can't grill him like a nice steak, but a really shitty tomato or something. <laughs> like a watermelon. A nice grilled watermelon. Jesus um, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we've divulged. Mate, we've divulged. Let's, nice. let's, let's, let's just bring it back. Um, ben is a non-football fan. Uh, myself and Chris are uh, very much into football. So it'd be interesting to get perspectives from both sides of the table. Um, so like I said, they've uh, null and voided all the leagues on league level, so that means that there's going to be no promotion and no relegation. Um, I know of a couple of teams that are. Uh, I know one of the teams. I can't remember off the top of the head who they are, but they've actually played more than seventy five percent of their games, and they've already secured promotion. Like mathematically, they can't like not get promotion now, um, and that's a bit of a gut punch. The fact of You've already secured, you know, you're going up next year, and then because of this, it's been not avoided, and now you're stuck in the same division, even though you've technically already been promoted. Um, yeah, which is pretty bad. But then you've got the other side of the story where the people have had a people shit have had a shit season have basically and, got off the hook, and they're like now yeah, get refreshed, or, or yeah. you know, um, they've they've yeah they've got a second chance. Um, so I mean, sorry to interrupt there, but surely, right, you've got a they're, they're the minority in the league, aren't they? They're the, like the people that have had crap seasons and are potentially going to get relegated, and the people that have had really good seasons and have secured promotion are the minority teams. The majority of teams, which are in the middle, are the ones that are the ones that are going to be affected by it because those ones in the middle have got still, I imagine, a chance of being relegated or promoted depending on how the rest of their matches go yeah I mean yeah some of them no, yeah no. The top, well until next the top season half ones maybe going well we could we could still get promotion we could still win the league and then some of the ones towards the back end maybe going bloody hell we yeah we were in trouble this year we might have gone down so it, it isn't just the teams in the promotion or the relegation zone um but uh, you know, interestingly, uh, the football league and the Premier League have still not been. They, they're, they're still going to carry on, as far as we're aware. That's so yeah. far, so yeah, they did say that they're still talking. They're, to yeah, each they're other. still in talks. I mean, how far? So Liverpool goes. might not even win no, the league. I mean, can you imagine? <laughs> they're so far ahead. Um, well, I wonder. I wonder if they could. Ridiculous. I don't know how it would work potentially because I know that 
I mean, I've not heard an update about it for about a week or so now. But I know about a week ago, and it's obviously a completely different sport, but Dana Wyatt, who runs the UFC, he basically turned around and went, look, we're going to carry on with the events as they're planned, but we're just not going to have an audience. We're not going to have a live audience. So the fights will still go on. And the, the competition and the, the like all the fixtures, in essence, will still happen and you'll still get the results and whatnot, but it's just going to be televised and not not live. The only thing I can say about um difference between that and football is you've got, what, three people involved in that? Well, yeah. In, Whereas you've football got... 22 well, men. You, you have you have you have the the two fighters, the referee, and then you'll have the fighters' corners that will like yeah. like their cut. So men quite and a stuff lot like in between. So that's what I mean. It might yeah. have changed now. Admittedly, like so I haven't heard about it for a, about a week so far. I've not seen anything. I might have missed a, an announcement potentially. But like in my mind, even because you've got a much smaller number of people there, you can implement the social distancing stuff to a point obviously like i know it's this is what i mean it's it's not necessarily that different but it's one of those things where you could have both like because it's such a small amount of people they can get those people tested so they can go right you've you've tested positive for covid19 you can't fight yeah your fight's gonna have to be you think with that though you're you're entering the realm of the fact that there's not many tests as there is and surely NHS workers should be getting their test before someone who's doing a fight. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely. But I, I mean, surely that isn't the testing getting like the test kits getting ramped up in terms of production. I mean, yeah, it, it, that's what we're told. But the thing is, it, it's just it's whether that thing is you know the the virus and everything else is more important than sport at the minute and oh, trying no, to force these yeah. things through. Um, I but, mean, and the more you, I think the yeah. more I, I think we can all agree that the the virus and everyone's safety is much more important at the time being, well, always. But it's more of a question of uh, have, is it a bit hasty? Should they have waited and maybe given it a couple of months and then gone? You know, obviously the season's meant to finish um, by the end of well end of May, and then contracts June. run out at the end of June yeah, typically. Um, but could they have prolonged that and maybe we have either a shorter next season? Uh, that was what I was potentially talking about. Um, so if it overrun and sure. this season technically went into September, October, or whatever, um, and next season perhaps they only had everyone played each other once, um, and that's one of the options talking about. Because it's only the lower leagues. Yeah, so it's only the lower it's leagues. Like, and actually, not... I've just had a look on Facebook, and you know, Sportwipe will take it as a bit of a pinch of salt, but sometimes they're a bit ahead of the curve, and stuff gets announced on BBC and Sky and everything else later on. But they've said that the Premier League and the Football League have agreed to play fixtures behind closed doors. Um, the, the, only, the only thing I've got about that is the risk, unfortunately, football fans have that stigma of being absolute yeah. most, like the 1% being absolute yeah. twats. And if you're holding a sporting event like that behind closed doors, well, do you not think that people... Yeah, are no, they've said up? about this. And what they've said about doing is hosting it in neutral venues. So they won't That's what I was going to say. I can't where, imagine that they're the going to go. Yeah, be. let's play at Wembley still, even That's though that no one's going to be sitting in the seats. Like I would have. Yeah, because technically, 
the home advantage, home advantage isn't really there as much now. Okay, it might be your home dressing room and you, the pitch dimensions and other bits and bobs, but I mean the actual home advantage of the supporters being there is not going to be there anymore. Yeah, no, I definitely think that it, it's one of those things where a lot of these events can go on like a month or two hiatus. So it, it, I think it's one of those bits where it's all good and trying to well maybe plan yeah. for these events to happen in a month or two, providing that the situation gets better and the testing kits are more available, red, like like more readily available and all that sort of stuff. But even at that point where we expect it not to be gone, like you say, keeping it behind closed doors, making sure there's no live audience. But I think that is the way to do it, personally. But it's all it's one it's like everything else at the moment. You've got to take it day by day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean if they do cancel if they were cancelling it and they cancelled um League Two, I'll be fucking pissed because Plymouth are near the top and this is the thing I think it's going to piss off a lot more teams than it will make teams happy that they've that they've cancelled and exposed the results I think they've kind of gone for a bit of an easy way out um, and it seems a bit harsh that they're basically because you know a lot of these teams have played all their games up till what probably the end of February start of March um, that's that's a long way into the season if we were still in September October November, potentially in December, you could go actually just wipe it. We're, we're hardly that far into the season. It would all be acceptable. Yeah. I mean, personally, I think that they should sit tight on it, see where we end up, um, uh, and then review it sort of on a week by week basis um, on, on how it's kind of going, um, how the virus is sort of peaked and coming towards the end of it. Um, and then booking fixtures for, for, you know, in the future. And if that means that, you know, most weeks they're doing a midweek fixture and then a weekend fixture to try and get the games out as quickly as possible, then so be it. Yeah, what they yeah. call them, double-edders. Yeah, they? yeah, Stuff to like get that. it done. Um, I think that's the fairest way to do it because you have to, I think you have to play the fixtures now. Um, so I, I can't, I don't think it's fair on, the te- on any of the teams in the league um, to just wipe it. Um Personally, I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, no, I think, I think, like I said, no, yeah, I think, it, I don't think it would be fair to wipe That's it. Fine. I think it, it's one of those things where obviously the safety has to come first. So it, it depends on that day by day basis of how the situation unfolds. But I think it's, yeah. I mean, what what is it? Euros is already closed, isn't it? Yeah, uh, Euros has been kicked World back Cup a year. Yeah, week. so the Euros was meant to be this year, but so that? that's that's a lot nice easy one because you go well. It's too much uncertainty. It's all across Europe anyway. Yeah, because so yeah, that, that's got obviously the nice, international one. travel aspect to it as well. Yeah, and and the same. Yes. I think I believe yeah, the, no, Olympics the Olympics has been back, kicked yeah. back a year as well. Yeah, yeah, it has. Yeah, yeah. The other one onto another sport then. Uh, F one. Obviously, the season didn't get to start because. Um, it was meant to start in Australia at the start of March and one of the McLaren yeah. team got the coronavirus so they pulled out the race and then they decided to cancel the race together. They've cancelled all the races yeah, until the start of, it's either the start of June or start of July. Now, with that, what do you do? I mean, I mean, you have to, I'd, I'd assume they're going to play it on a sort of week-by-week basis and if, they're, if we're still not over it come July... Would they just completely wipe the season? There wasn't a twenty twenty season for Formula One. I think that'd be the easiest way to do it. I mean, it's probably easier well, the, that way, wouldn't it? 
I mean, so, uh, then unless they do a hard. Yeah, season. I mean, the trouble is, I think so much money involved in that, and the trouble is, it is a truly worldwide sport as well. So that that that's even a higher risk. It's not like you know the Premier League that is central to the the you know the British economy uh, and the and British people that you can kind of close it off. So if if the North sort of um, England and Wales have contained the virus, you could go. Oh, actually, yeah, we could play the fixtures now. Whereas the Formula One. Maybe contained in England, but in in America, it's still you know not even picture, uh, and you couldn't yeah, continue. I think it. Yeah, um, there's a similar sort of situation happening with boxing yeah. as well at the minute, where I know like so I don't know are you yeah. guys are into boxing that much. No, well fair enough. Well, well I'll no. be on my own one here, but, but not really. No, basically, <laughs> you know who uh, Tyson Fury is, yeah. So he. he yeah, yeah, the Gypsy King. Yeah. He recently defeated Deontay Wilder for the WBC Championship, and yeah. um, basically he has yeah. uh, two of the belts: WBC and the Lineal, which isn't technically a belt, but it's sort of like a an unrecognised belt. Um, basically, right. he's one against the other. I think he's got two fights left on his contract, so he's got two fights which are meant to happen this year. Now. One of those fights is going to be a rematch with Deontay Wilder because he's contractually obliged for that. Yeah, yeah, he's contractually obliged. There's a rematch clause which Deontay oh, yeah, Wilder third one, isn't it? said he was going to going to take up on. But the other fight, which is what everyone wants, is um, Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua. Now, yeah, now Anthony Joshua has a mandatory fight oh, yeah. for yeah, one yeah, of his belts okay. against another fighter called Pulev. Now, that fight. What from what I've heard at the moment is being postponed, but because the Tyson Fury Anthony Joshua fight isn't a mandatory, it's just it'll be a unification fight for all the belts, and it will basically be a, a fan fight. It'll be it's what the fans want. There have been talks from what I've heard is that that fight is being scheduled for August, and because of all the coronavirus stuff, they're going to do like I said, they're going to have the fight with no live audience potentially, but. Because the mandatory has been pushed back by that, it's going to bring that forward. Whereas that, if if this hadn't happened, that fight would have been, had to be after the mandatory fight for Anthony Joshua and Alexander Pulev. So, like, it's it is affecting almost every sport in quite an interesting way. I think because, like, obviously you you've got it with like the football season, yeah. obviously being completely in sort of disarray. From my understanding of what you guys have spoken about it, yeah. And like obviously the yeah, Olympics yeah. being pushed no, back, and like fair. a lot of major competitions and stuff have been just generally just pushed back. But I find it quite interesting with the fighting side, whether it's UFC or boxing or whatever, is because it's a every event is like a one-off, like organized event. It's not part of like some big season. It's just an ongoing competition, basically. Like it's quite interesting to see how these fights are getting rescheduled around each other and around events that are going on because obviously these fights are get hosted all around the world. I think the um, Deontay Wilder uh, Tyson Fury was in America. Anthony Joshua's last fight was in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, so it's like they're all over the place. Like it's not like that, but especially because Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury both being British don't have to travel outside the country that well no both of them both of them still live in, in the UK. Don't live in Britain. so 
they're both currently in the UK. So that's why that fight is being oh, pushed right. forward. So when you're talking about like the national side of it compared to the international side, I think it makes a lot more sense to push the international stuff off and go, do you know what? That ain't going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to like what we were saying about holidays. Like it's just uncertain. You can't be, you can't organize that even like booking a holiday. If you can't all book a holiday for six months time, because you don't know what's going to happen. It'll be the same thing for all the, the like all the football fans that want to do international stuff and rugby and all F1 and the rest of that. But all the national stuff, I think you're looking at a much mm. more likely case of it happening just without that live audience. Yeah. So we're agreed that yeah. football season, that the FA are wrong, they should have held off. Uh, Formula One, uh, it should yeah, do the right thing. They're just waiting, waiting, and if it doesn't happen, sort of towards the back end of the year, then wipe the season and restart again in March. I mean, that'll be a hell of a waste on development and everything else that they've put in already. Um, but there's no point trying to cram a load of races in if there isn't the time to do it and impact the yeah, following season. The fact they haven't even started yet. Um, uh, and yeah, and obviously you're interested to see what what it seems to be not not necessarily a positive impact on the boxing. Um, arena, but uh, it might actually work to some sort of beneficial the fact that the fans may get to see the fight they want to see rather than... Yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting few months in terms of the boxing. I, I, it'll be it'll be quite interesting to see how that all plays out. But Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a hard one. It is a hard one to, to navigate around. Yeah. So, that is our point of view. Thanks for listening today, guys. Um, That was a bit of a serious one. Hope you enjoyed it, though. We'll be doing another episode very soon. Uh, We look forward to hearing you then. You hearing us then. (laughs) Gee, are you going to do that every time? (laughs)